City Fan TV, unbelievable! This opportunity for a little flash pod. Flash pods are um, just a short uh, version. The, there's such a hunger, Andy, uh, especially from Korean fans and um, fans of Man City Fan uh, TV. Just for a little bit of an update on uh, how things are going on, uh, Andy, we had three results tonight: Everton four, Manchester United nil, Arsenal two, Crystal Palace three, and Cardiff. Liverpool, uh, Cardiff 0, Liverpool 2 and we just want to uh, get you on and ask you uh, what ramifications do these particular results have for the title race and how do you think it's going mate? Um, it's been a it's been an absolutely crazy sort of day of football after yesterday. Um, certainly, well, starting off with uh, the Palace Arsenal game because uh, that's the least really interesting one, if I'm honest. Uh, Palace did really well. I expected Palace. I said it on our live blog yesterday. I really fancied Palace today, and uh, Palace won. Uh, that puts. Uh, sort of Arsenal on 66 points uh, and then moving through this afternoon we had this crazy game uh, I, I must admit I didn't watch it because I was out in the garden I was doing a load of gardening today because it's Easter Sunday here and we had my wife was was off so basically I was like, saw that I saw that you were out yeah, in the, the garden. garden yeah I was out in the garden all day so I missed the United game I had it and my son was watching it in the uh, in the sort of kitchen sort of open area oh Andy so, that was so gratifying wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It was absolutely incredible. I mean, he, he kept coming out going, "It's one nil." I mean, I'd already heard the cheers from the uh, Everton fans. Anyway, it's one nil. Next minute, it's two nil. Next minute, it's three nil. Next minute, it's four nil. And it's like, oh my God, what is going on with United? So that puts United on sixty-four points. So uh, level game-wise with uh, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, and uh, what a result for Everton! Absolutely amazing. They jump up to seventh, uh, which is incredible, and they've got a better goal difference I think by six to Watford so Everton fantastic and then <sighs> sat down and watched the uh, the Cardiff uh, I saw sort of like 30, 30 minutes in I must have mixed so still doing a live vlog for Man City Fan TV uh, but watched the game it was nil-nil when I started watching it and then what a goal from Wijnaldum you've got to sort of say yeah it was a cracking goal absolutely garbage defending from Morrison uh, the Cardiff defender which will come on to I'm sure um, and then there's Mo Salah I mean, she I 
cheating I'm, bastard, I'm, Andy. Cheating I'm, I'm, bastard, I'm, wasn't he? I'm absolutely. You know, you've got to laugh because um, I posted something on Twitter earlier, and it was the just to sort of put it in some sort of context. And it was the post originally by uh, Scudamore um, when he said that I really don't want City to win it. I'd really like Liverpool to win it. And then Morrison, the Cardiff centre back, um, had posted not so long ago on Sky Sports, and it was on Sky Sports. This is a Sky Sports tweet, not my tweet. A Sky Sports tweet saying, "Oh yeah, I really want Liverpool Liverpool to win it." This is a this is you know a, a Cardiff player missing an absolutely simple open net, yeah. and then goes and the away, and then there's the penalty, and it's like something is sinister here. And uh, I mean, the penalty was not a penalty. I mean, it's an absolute joke. It really is a joke. He's got this wonderful uh, habit of throwing his arms back in the air oh. and diving backwards. It's incredible, isn't it? It's absolutely. I mean, he's, he's an absolute master at it. You, you know, there's, there's no denying it. And I've been I've been chatting to Mike Dean, um, the referee, on Twitter today. And he's actually, you know, for what everyone thinks of him, he actually engages on Twitter. He I, really lo- does I love Mike Dean, isn't he? such yeah. a spectacular referee. He's, he's brilliant on Twitter. He's, he's very funny, very dry. Uh, and I, I commented to him about it and I was talking about Michael Oliver's performance yesterday and uh, Martin Atkinson today and said, you know, it's about time that, uh, you know, it puts out, the European referees put hours to shame. And he turned around and said, uh, Martin Atkinson can't be a European referee because he's over 45. <laughs> um, which I didn't know, I must admit, I didn't know that referees in Europe can't be over 45 years of age. Um, but uh, I said to him, well, the PGMOL uh, really needs to sort out the refereeing because uh, after Oliver's performance and Atkinson's today, he was absolutely disgraceful. Andy, and don't, sort of... don't you just love it when Mike Dean does that thing, when he gives a yellow card or a red card and he just rolls his eyes like um, some a bored, sarcastic... Um, yeah. I, I guess a uh, headmaster and he he he's I, I think he's sensational he, his performances are wonderful uh, I mean he's I think he's, a, he's in the mould of the old school sort of um, I've been talking to Keith Hackett as well uh, today but uh, yeah he's, he's sort of old school it's almost like he, he, he knows that he's going to get grief he knows he's going to get stick on Twitter because he's on Twitter uh, and in the games he knows he's going to get stick off fans and the players and, and, and that's just the way it is that's the job that they're in but he just takes it in a sort of light-hearted way, sort of rolls his rolls his eyes and sort of says, you know, such get such on with it. I'm, not, such, I'm not interested. Such a performer, such a performer. But uh, these are interesting games now. Andy uh, Everton four, Manchester United nil. Now they all say that uh, form goes out the window for. Uh, a derby game, but you've got to think that City are going to batter United the way things are at the moment. That's not my thinking. No, <laughs> I know. You, you're you're no. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I mean, I posted on Twitter this afternoon. Um, it was almost like um, Bradford City turned up today against <laughs> Everton, and uh, on we- on Wednesday night we'll get Barcelona turning up against Man City. Um, I, I, it's one of those. You know what it's like. It's a derby, and you know we. 
we've been there, we've done it, and you know, we've gone through decades of where we've thought that we were on top and we got battered and uh, or beaten, and uh, other times when we at Main Road thought no chance we've been beaten, you know, for numerous games before, and we beat them five one. So I'm not taking anything for granted after today's performance. I'll be really honest, but watching um, or oh, watching United lately and hearing, I watched back Gary Neville's uh, comments after after the 4-0 defeat at Goodison Park and uh, god he was he was really scathing and and it says a lot because Gary Neville is normally sort of quite objective in his opinions and he doesn't normally go for the kill but he went for the kill tonight and uh, he was literally saying what I think as well is that it's not necessarily Ole Gunnar Sol- uh, Solskjaer uh, the players are just turning it on and turning it off whenever they feel like it and if that, if that was me as a, a United fan supporting United I'd be disgusted with the players and if that was City players doing that which it, we know they'd never be allowed to do that on the pep I'd be absolutely disgusted now Andy uh, I, I know I know that you're old school I know that you're you've got City-itis in your blood and uh, of, 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 of have I ever of course of course anything can happen in a derby but you've just this team is pants isn't it it's I mean they really really are Pogba is the biggest fraud I've ever seen and I was speaking to my dad tonight and he said to me do you not remember Pogba again when he played for Juventus he had Pirlo beside him Marchisio behind him they made him look like a world star and he looked great in the colours didn't he he looked fabulous in that shirt and everyone was deceived and he came over to United and he has been very very disappointing Andy um Okay, you you could. You, I mean, I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to be really sort of objective now. Um, you could, you know, people opposition fans could claim the same about our players and say, look, you're surrounded by world class players, uh, and that's fair enough. But the thing with Popper for me, he is is very much a show pony. If it doesn't really matter, um, he tends not to turn up. And for France, he was very good in the World Cup. There's no doubt in that. And and I even think, you know, there was the argument. That he gave a rousing speech to the French team and the squad and everything else, and that's fair enough. But he looks like he wants to be somewhere bigger. He wants to be a Galactico at a big club. And I'm not saying United are not a big club, but they're not big on world the world scale from a footballing point of view, where the likes of your Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid, etc., are right now. And you know, I find that you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in a United fan's shoes. And and I'm not one for just making childish quips about United and things like that. And if it, if I, if we paid 100, and, I think it's 112, 114 million in total, and the amount of money he's on each week, and he wants 460 thousand pounds a week, um, I'd be pissed off, big style, because I'd be saying, hold on a minute, you want 460k a week to put in performances <laughs> like that against Everton? No way, mate. You can piss off out of this club right now, because I'm telling you now, if if it was a, I don't know, a Gundogan, uh, and we paid 120 million or 90 million plus all the add-ons and he's 40 million pounds to his agent and everything else. If Gundogan was putting in performances like that, it, I'd be the first to jump all over it and say, get out of my club right now because you're putting it in one game and the next game you're doing. And Andy, I, I have I have spoken to Man United fan, fans, uh, some of my good friends, and they're in despair because they have um, renewed contracts on Smalling and Jones and uh, Mata and Herrera are both
both off in the summer. We know that um, uh, that Herrera is going to PSG. They've renewed the contracts on the people that they should be uh, shipping out. And the, this whole situation with David De Gea and Paul Pogba, um, th- this is a this is a club in disarray, isn't it? They they, uh, you know, and I think it's been said. I think it's been said on um, numerous occasions, Mike. The you you hit the nail on the one word there. The club is in disarray. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's down to the managers. I really don't. I really don't think it's Mourinho's fault. I don't think it's Solskjaer's fault. I think as everyone, well, as 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 some of the sort of like eminent sort of footballing experts have said, they need a director of football. They need somebody who can come in, uh, look at it from afar, and say, "I'll make the choice of players. I'll scout the players. I'll do this. I'll do that." Edward was is a businessman. Is is an advertising executive. You know, make him the chief operating officer or something like that. Let him go and do what he's brilliant at doing um, and leave footballing decisions to somebody who knows what they're doing. Because, you know, it's like me trying to go in and fix what uh, the problems are at Tesco or something like that. I have no idea how to run Tesco. Give me an aviation company. I can go in there and I can possibly start you know, using my expertise in looking at what's wrong with the with the, with the the airline. But, you know, I think it's jobs. Jo- you need to be jobs specific you need to be an expert in what you do and that's why at Man City we've got Cheeky Bagiristein and we've got Saran Ferriano and um, they're experts in what they're doing and uh, we've got the best manager in the world and we've got a brilliant board and forget what some idiots on social media claim Cheeky uh, is there and Pep is there because of Cheeky uh, and Ferran so we've got it absolutely spot on United is just an absolute mismatch of a garbage at the moment until they sort their backroom staff out and get a director of football they're going absolutely nowhere uh, Andy there's a realistic chance isn't there that um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Ole Summer Solstice as I call him <laughs> he, he, he's got he he could very well get the boot by Christmas you know what I, I... I don't want to be controversial, Mike, if I'm honest with you, because I actually, I, I like I said to you, I don't think it's the managerial problem. I think it's a board problem at United. Um, you know, as as much as we all hate Mourinho and he's an absolute bellend, uh, he's, he's proven, absolutely proven. And when he starts turn calling out players, uh, which he has done, he has done at Chelsea, and let's not forget that he was right on a few occasions with some of the call-outs of players he, he made when he was at Chelsea. He's done it at Real Madrid, and he wasn't far wrong with the call-outs that he made at Real Madrid and he did it at United. And now what you've got is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United having this sort of like demeanour that is very subservient to um, Alec Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're wondering you know, mate, get some bollocks. Uh, you're the manager. And I saw something this morning. I was watching um, the Sunday Supplement and Oh no, Martin, no, no. <laughs> Ma- Martin, Sam- Martin Samuel was on and they must have been talking in the break and I sort of paused it and came back and paused it because I'm in and out of the house and blah blah and I paused it and they must have just come back from a break and they were all laughing and joking around the table and uh, Neil Ashton said go on go on tell us tell us go on do it live and Martin Samuel turned around and said he'd, he'd, he'd spoken or he'd heard he'd spoken to Ollie or he'd spoken to whoever and uh, Ollie had turned around and said oh somebody had said at the club he doesn't park in the manager's spot because he feels it's a little bit sort of disrespectful to Alex Ferguson and Martin Samuel said you're the manager of Man United. Alex Ferguson doesn't isn't here every day, and you know he was four or five managers ago. Show 
show some bollocks and actually park in the manager's spot and take control of the club because that's what you need to do. And I, I tend to agree with that. He needs to do it, even though I don't give a shit what happens to United, if I'm being honest. But you've asked me the question. And I'm just thinking he needs to, you know, take control of what's going on at Man United. And uh, rather than sort of being this subservient to Alex Ferguson, it's all right, Fergie, sort of giving him advice and things like that. But just take control of it. You're the manager, for God's sake. That's what they're paying for. And you've got Matt, you know, you've got Thielen and Carrick and everyone else there next to you. No harm in taking advice from them. But, you know, step up to the mark, fella. Because as it stands at the moment, uh, the players on their performance today don't give a flying shit about you, mate. Honestly, I'll be honest. It don't, you know, as good, great a player as you were for United and now, which United fans like it, the players who are currently in that United squad do not give two tosses about who, you, what your reputa- reputation is and where you came from. Uh, they don't. Uh, they think they're far bigger than you. So he needs to step up to the plate. If it, you know, can you imagine Pep accepting that type of performance today? He just wouldn't. It's that simple. Is Alex Ferguson the hand in the puppet of uh, of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Well, did you get what I said before? Because I actually covered that in what I said in my last question. Did you? Did you? My answer. Did you get what? I s- yeah, yeah, I, I, I did, I did. But what, I, what I, what I wanted to ask you was, um, I don't know if you remember this, Andy, but um, towards the end of the Alex Ferguson era, Phelan, who is now the assistant for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mike, Mike Phelan, <laughs> um, but Mike Phelan actually was. Clear Claiming credit for Alex Ferguson's last season when they last won the uh, the title. I don't know if you remember that, but there was quite some controversy about that, where Phelan was saying that he he was the main man and he was doing everything and he was um, claiming credit, and Alex Ferguson was a man in the background. I don't know what you thought about that, but did did that convince you at all? I think with anything, Mike, when you're talking about uh, you know any big manager, uh, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, the backroom staff are really important. Uh, now, I didn't hear the rumours. I must admit, I don't. I don't know whether the rumours were true or not. But uh, you know, Mike Phelan clearly is uh, an extremely good number two uh, coach, and uh, has learned from one of the best in world football, which is obviously Alex Ferguson. And uh, you know, you only have to look. You only have to compare that to what we've got at City. We've got a backroom staff of uh, close confidence of maybe I don't know four or five people that are extremely important for uh, Pep Guardiola. He's took them everywhere. I mean, he's taken somebody who used to be a water polo champion. Um, now, he, he doesn't coach football. He knows nothing about football, as in from a coaching point of view. Yet, Pep has taken somebody with him because he's a, he's got a specific role and that is to sound off. So Pep can sound off to win. Um, when it comes to the mentality of sports and, you know, and things like that. So all of these people are absolutely vital. Uh, Ferguson wouldn't have won what he won uh, at Man United without his backroom staff. And that Mullenstein and all the others, uh, they were all equally as important as, as the manager themselves. They make the ultimate decisions. But, you know, let's not forget that it's you rarely ever get anybody who is absolutely at the top of the game in world football who hasn't got a big background uh, background staff around them. Uh, and that's it's vital because they've all got specific roles. You know, Brian Kidd. Why keep Brian Kidd at Man City for so long uh, through... 
Mancini's reign, through Pellegrini's reign. Why is he still here now under Pep Guardiola? Why? Because he has an association with Man City and he is sort of the link between the management, this tight-knit management, Pep Guardiola management uh, team, and he's part of it, but he's the link between them and the players because he's a mank and, he, he, you know, the respect is there. So it's, it, they, you know, all of them have a completely implicit role within success. Controversial question, Andy. Um, a lot of people have been talking about um, the decisions that Pep has made in these uh, key Champions League uh, games and um, got a very interesting question from a Korean supporter, uh, Andy, and he said, uh, "Was it? do you think it was a significant loss that Dominic Torrent um, left City and was, was he the guy that could have stood up to Pep and, and said, you know, shut your face, mate, this is the way that we've got to do it. <laughs> I'm not sure Dominic Torrent would turn around and say to Pep Guardiola, shoot your face, mate, but that's a very, very good question. A uh, very, very good question. Uh, because um, Dominic Torrent is, he was what he was in the inner circle um, within Pep Guardiola's system. Uh, so I think, I think, is it a loss? Yes. Uh, I think it was a loss, definitely. Um, Torrent is a very clever man and uh, certainly was one, I don't know about when you say about him to shut up, but he, he, he was one that spoke his mind uh, with Pep Guardiola. You only have to read the books that have been written about um, Pep. Uh, Torrent was quite um, quite prominent in a lot of those. Um, so, was it a loss? Yes. Uh, I think it was a loss. But, but um, we've got Mikel Arteta that's come in and uh, it's like anything. You've got to, you know, to- why would Torrent leave? That's my question. Why would he leave? You know, if he was such an integral part of the um, coaching staff at Man City, uh, why would Pep let him leave? for one, uh, to go to New York City. Um, or was it to, I don't know, was it part of the CFG group? Was it was it part of the, you know, overall thinking to try and expand this, you know, go and learn somewhere else and see what happens? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea because we're not on the inside. But um, to answer your question simply, uh, was it a loss? Uh, I think it was a tiny loss. Mm-hmm. But we've got potentially Mikel Arteta there who I think is, uh, is going to be an exceptional coach. Do you think he He'll be, do you think he'll be the next manager of City, Andy? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Um, I don't know. He's uh, he's absolutely loved by the players. Uh, the players seem to absolutely love him. Uh, he's loved by Pep. Pep, you know, he wouldn't be there if Pep didn't love him. Uh, it's that simple. Anybody who's in that inner circle, Pep loves. It's that simple. And respects. And listens to. So, um, could he be? Absolutely. Will he be? Absolutely no idea. Um, I've said it on our blogs before. Uh, Man City fan TV I've, I've turned around and said you know if you watch that documentary about Barcelona uh, and I'm sure you've watched it um, the players at Barcelona it was all about Pep and the transition and everything else and uh, when he left and he interviewed all the likes of Puel and uh, Busquets and Xavi and Iniesta and Messi and you name it um, the one the one single player that came out of that documentary was uh, that would go on and will be and in my opinion from that documentary will be the next big thing in the next 10 years was Xavi um, and uh, Xavi every single one of the players would say he's going to be the next Barcelona manager he's going to be the next sort of Pep he's going to be the next he was constantly in Pep's ear he's the one that understood football um 
Great mics, uh, alarms going off there. Yeah, just switched uh, it off. Um, that was um, so Javi, and I was always thinking, can you imagine if that next season in the summer enticed Javi to come in on the coaching staff? And you only have to listen to the best players in world football, and I'm talking about the likes of Puol, uh, Messi, uh, Busquets, etc. Iniesta saying he's the next Barcelona big manager, the the one who's going to take us where Pep took us. Let's get him in this summer. Let's get him working with our kids. Let's get him looking at after and training, you know, involved in training sessions with our academy system. Let's take that absolutely incredible experience and let's let's get him a city. Why why you know why 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 let anyone else take him? Let him come here. He loves Pep. He said he absolutely adores Pep and learn everything from Pep because he was he he said in the documentary I was constantly in Pep's ear all the time saying you know what about this what about that and Pep said he just everything is about the game for him and that's my type. A person, so let's get him at City. Get well, him here in the summer. Well, Andy, I was at the City Live event in uh, Seoul, um, and I think the most common question that I got from the young City supporters there must have been about seven or eight hundred uh, of them there. And the most common question was Liverpool are not going to lose these last games, they all agree on that, and the whole question is. Can City go through and not lose their final games? Because as as we all know, if we win our games, then we are champions one point ahead. And, and that's to speak nothing of our superior goal difference. But um, uh, looking past the United game, uh, do you see any uh, potential problems in the games after that? Every single one of them. Um, we are on the running. We're, we're on the final sort of leg. We're on the final sort of circuit it's the it's the last sort of 400 meters of a 1500 meter race it's one of those that every single game there could be potential problems and and that's not just for city it can be for um liverpool as well um so i'm not taking anything for granted not at all like i said old school city itis um it wouldn't surprise me if we went to burnley and got beat 4-0 uh that's the type of thing but i do think we're going to win every single game to the end of the season i'm confident we are but I'll never take it for granted and uh, I think this I still say it and I still said it yesterday uh, when I was at the stadium and talking to fans and I said I still think there's slip-ups in both teams to the end of the season I just I've got a feeling both teams will drop points somewhere whether who it is going to be or something you know how it's going to end up I've no idea is it going to be a loss to one is it going to be a draw for one I just think there are too many games left where there are still points to be had for some of those teams that were going to be playing uh, mm-hmm. And Liverpool are going to play. Uh, that will be deciding relegation. Will be deciding. You know, let's not forget each team that goes. You know, as a, a position up, up in the table is more money for the club. And there are so many around the six, seven, eight, nine places that are Leicester, Wolves, all of those others. Um, they're all in it for something. Uh, Everton today. It just shows you Everton turning up against United. Normally roll over for them and just sit there and you know let tickled the tummy uh, but today Everton you know you look at where they are in the table after today's result 4-0 against United so it's a big shock it's a massive shock that result today um, so I don't know I think we still t- I still think there's twists in it but I'm hoping City and, and I've got a I've got a feeling both teams might potentially go through the season unbeaten but for the rest of the season but I think there'll still be twists somewhere along the line OK Andy I'm going to ask you another uh, Korean question I I, I 
I, I apologize for this, but they've been um, they've been bugging me about this, and uh, I'm going to ask this question to you. So, Andy, um, it's up to you, and uh, we're coming into the summer, and uh, people are asking, who does City need to ship out, and who do they need to bring in? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot, a lot, a lot of them were asking me, "Do we need to cut our losses on 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 Mares?" <laughs> oh, uh, and I know that that's... you you don't like that question, but they've been asking it. Okay, well, that was something I was going to do a video on on the live vlog I did earlier because there were several questions, and uh, unlike other sort of channels, we uh, we don't pay for we don't ask people to pay for questions. We we take them for free from our followers. So I asked them um, what questions, and this was one of them. So I'll. Uh, you've got the scoop on this, Mike. I'll, uh, well, I'll and, Andy, uh, appa- I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you the scoop. There you go. So I'm not on your channel. Andy, uh, uh, apparently, um, oh. the, uh, people who are um, uh, really uh, basically uh, adept at finance will tell you that at a certain point you need to cut your losses if you're not getting the returns you need to uh, bite the bullet and uh, well we'll just throw that over over to you Andy and, and see what you think yeah well here we go um, left back uh, I think we definitely need a left back uh, I don't but, think but uh, please, uh, I, please, but, well, please don't tell me Ben Chilwell uh, no uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell I mean fa- I, I'm not going to I mean fa- 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 Gulam or one of those great left backs? No, I'm not. Uh, with regards to left backs, I'm not going to tell you who we should, uh, and I'm not certainly telling Pep who, who he's by. Uh, left back is the biggest problem for me. It's the, it's the one that we need to identify somebody because Mendy is brilliant going forward. He is absolutely superb, but he's not great defensively. That doesn't mean to say we can't turn him into a good defensive left back. Uh, now, his injury record will ultimately be the be the be the thing that we're gonna have to determine over the next 12 months so if we get to six months time start of the season he gets another sort of knee injury achilles or a, you know a cruciate ligament injury then we need to cut our losses immediately now if we don't buy a left back and that happens then we're left with delf and zinchenko now will delf go in the summer um a lot of people think so a lot of people, well a lot of fans a lot of fans just like me we don't know people seem to forget and this is the thing is Delph has been out injured for a lot of the season and Delph was superb last season don't forget that and I think some City fans just need to realise that you know how little we forget and how quickly we forget just how good somebody was and Delph was superb last season of course he made the odd mistake but don't forget suddenly and I'll, I'll, I'll use this and I like Zinchenko don't get me wrong but you know <clears throat> We've got suddenly this massive big hype around Zinchenko. And yet Zinchenko, in three or four occasions this season, playing left back, has cost us defeats. Yeah. It's cost us goals and cost us defeats uh, in similar positions that Delph gave away the, for the song goal. You know, switching off and ball played over the back. And But, you know, Zinchenko's played a lot of games this season and he's been absolutely brilliant. But these are converted but, midfielders, Andy. I mean, they're... Uh, 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 ab- ab- absolutely. And that's the point. And that is the point is that last season Delph converted into a left back from the midfielder and did brilliantly well this season Zinchenko has done exactly the same what's to say that next season we keep both Delph and Zinchenko and Mendy Mendy gets injured for six months and this time we put Zinchenko in and he has an absolute nightmare of a season with injuries or a nightmare season full stop so and he gets dropped and we have to bring so the, we've got to remember these two players are midfielders they're not proper 
proper left back. We so need a dedicated left back, surely. We need a we need a we need left back cover, definitely proper left back, somebody who can defend. Now I'm going to be really controversially. Okay. I'm going to be really I'm going to be really controversially, and I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days when I've watched lots of videos and I've seen hundreds and thousands of tweets and I've been thinking and racking about my brains and I've had people saying, "Well, what? Well, who would you have at left back and who would you do this?" And, and I'm just thinking, God, Jesus, I, I have no idea. You're absolutely you're no you're idea. you're you're not sold on Fauzi Gulam. No, 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 not at all. No, no. This is my this is my question. Okay. Oh, uh, this is my this this is my way out there, and this is really out there. What if? What if if Mendy and I've meant I would have Mendy as our number one left back. Don't get me wrong, Mendy for me next season will be our number one left back. If Pep can sort of tighten him up at the back, he'd be a perfect. It'd be perfect. And he but, has he has shown that he does have a degree of defensive discipline. Oh, he, oh, he does. He does. There's no doubting about it. It's just a consistency. That's the problem. And we've he got, is he is, he's is fa- fast as all hell as well. He, Sorry. He, he's, he's is, is he going to break down? That's the problem. So, he's brilliant at crossing. I think he's still in the top 15 assist makers in the Premier League and hardly play the game. So, um, if Mendy can sort out, if Pep can sort out sort of a routine where he can sort him out defensive-wise, uh, I think he's number one left-back for us next season. Uh, Andy, However, Andy uh, just a quick question here. Do you think that, you know the way that they always say about Kyle Walker, that because he's so fast, he can make up for his defensive lapses? Do you think Mendy is the same that um, no. that that he is as fast as Walker and can get as back quick as Walker? Nowhere near. No. no, no, Mendy's nowhere near as quick as Walker. No, so he, he he's I've seen it. I've seen it with me. He's nowhere near as quick as Walker. Um, he's quick, but you've got somebody who's seriously quick as a winger, right winger. Uh, he's not as quick as them. Uh, if you put Sterling against Mendy, Sterling would kill him every single every single time. Um, so pace, pace, what pace? Like Walker relies on his pace. Pace won't get Mendy out of trouble uh that's that's the problem so and remember he's not he's still got a lot to learn you know walker's what 28 nearly 29 mendy's what 24 yeah so he's still he's still we're talking if we're talking sterling's a baby bernardo silver's a baby blah blah well so's mendy so mendy's still got a lot of learning to, to do and he's got 10 years ahead of him as a as a, a defender most defenders tend to be 34 35 before they finish it's a bit different to, you're you're you know, you're going to give me a name aren't you I'm not going. I'm going to give you a Man City name. Okay, go on, mate. I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you three guesses. Which name from Man City's current squad is going to be left back next season? Oh my goodness, uh, Danilo to, to, to cover to cover Mendy. Danilo, I, I, I'm talking. I think Danilo's gone in summer. I think he's going to Inter Milan. Okay, are you talking about someone who is in the first team squad? Yes. Oh my gosh! You're 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 going to pull a fastball here. You're going to do um. You're going to tell me that uh, that uh, Pep is going to convert somebody, aren't you? Yes. Oh my gosh! Well, if it's not Laporte. It's not Laporte. I never said it wasn't Laporte. It well, is Laporte. Then you're you're going to tell me that Laporte is going to be the left back because he's got a sweet left foot. I, I've got a I've got a feeling in the summer if we if we can't identify a real proper and you got to remember but um, we're not going to pay stupid money. We are not. Gonna, we've already seen it. You know we we could we could have gone in for twenty thirty. 
just turned them away, Fred and Pogba and all the... They're not City go down that route where they're going to pay ridiculous money. So if you look at some of the left-backs that have been named and associated with City over the last 12 months, I mean, he's almost 70, 80 million quid for people who are... Personally, I've watched them and think, they'd be lucky to get in an Everton team or something like... Well, why would we pay 70, 80 million quid for them? All of the, I mean, they're not... They're, it's garbage. It's, they're, they're somebody who would go to, Bar, uh, go to Real Madrid for 80 million quid, play 30 games and then get sold again. They're, they're that type of player... The Galactico type of player. Big names, big agents, spread the word out. It's just garbage. Um, so got this funny feeling in my bones and I'm right, and you can all sit me down and be Andy you're talking to go and fine fair enough but unless we identify somebody who's a proper proper left back who can get a uh, Jordi Alba who can go forward and backwards because at the moment we've got Mendy going forward and sort of half coming backwards um, I just can't see anybody else how that chill well for me I said it earlier on in the season I thought yeah he might be a good replacement I've watched him lately not impressed I'll no, be honest with no, you. no 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 so why, why, why would we spend 50 million on him when we've got Got somebody left footed who is very, you know, forget his game against Spurs um, at uh, the other night. Uh, where I, 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 I'm thinking the game against Liverpool, he was majestic. Unbelievable. Against Salah. Salah didn't have a touch. I mean, he absolutely marked Salah out the game and went forward and played 80 yard crossfield balls and everything else. Uh, Mendy struggled to do that uh, the other day uh, against Spurs. I mean, his balls were half and half. Of you know and cut out. Um, so I think we've got a perfect. You know when people turn around and say, "Well, we need another centre back." Well, yeah, okay, maybe maybe we do. Maybe we switch Laporte to the left and cover for Mendy, or he can play centre back whenever he's needed. And maybe we do get another centre back. Maybe we go go all in for Delete and say to Delete, "You could be a future captain at Man City. You're captain of Ajax now. Here you go. We'll go in at eighty million quid and we'll get a potential world class. I mean, if seventy five million quid for Van Dijk, Delete is ab." Absolutely, the elite. They, elite. they they say that he's nailed on for Barcelona though to join his uh, his compatriot De Jong. Not not by some of the things I've read. Um, his agent has come out and said no, that's definitely not true. His agent has said that is definitely not true. He's he's not guaranteed to go to Barcelona, and of course he'll say that because if he is between them, they're going to get more money off Barcelona if they can up his price. But can you imagine Pep Guardiola going? You know what? You could be the future captain of Man City. You're already. The captain of Ajax you could be you know you're working with some of the great players I know the law of Messi but Messi will be gone in two years he'll be gone well, and then who else is where else is the law I know Frankie de Jong is there but and I just I, I, I'm throwing it out there as like a really way out this is a really no you know, I, 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 I could give you five names and go oh so you could buy him buy him I, buy I, him. I, I totally agree but does that not raise a question over John Stones um, no because John Stones can play centre back with the new centre back oh, okay Okay. So we bring in a, if we were to bring in if we were to bring and people are shouting out for Ottomani to go. I think Ottomani was brilliant last year and has put it's done nothing wrong this year. Yeah. Um we we've seen the amount of injuries and you only take one or two injuries and you can be really in the shit. You can be really, really in trouble. So we've got enough money. We can we can have company for another year. We can have Ottomendi for another year. We can have Stones. And, Gar- and Gar- Gar- Garcia is coming up too. And Garcia and another centre back if we wanted to. If we if we shift like Laporte out left if we need him or play him as a left sided centre back and play him alongside Stones or play him alongside Delete and play who knows let's face it Walker is 29 years of age he's not going to last much that pace is not going to last much longer okay what if we what if we put Stones at right back with Delete and uh, uh, what if we put Delete and Laporte and another at left back or what if we put Laporte at left back Stones
Stones Andy Lee and another right back called Garcia Andy Andy let let me hit you with a name that has been very strongly linked and I don't know what you're going to say about this you might laugh at me Juan Bissaka very 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 good player very good player I mean I would love him I would love City to buy him absolutely love him he's a a prop now okay he's a proper defender that's something that's uh, Walker is Walker's he's not brilliant from a spatial awareness point of view and things like that he's brilliant in a pep system that goes forward like Mendy is Um, Wan-Bissaka is a proper old school defender whether he's as good going forward as Walker is right now for me no he isn't Uh, but he's a kid and Pep I don't know as Pep's seen everyone keeps talking about him because he looked great defensively but you know Gary Neville was a brilliant brilliant defender brilliant he was garbage going forward (laughs) now would you have Gary Neville in this Man City team No. no because it does it doesn't really suit because Pep doesn't want a brilliant tackler and a brilliant defensive you know we've got to remember 60-70% of possession is with us it's not with the opposition so we don't always need a defender that is brilliant at tackling and brilliant at everything else otherwise we wouldn't have Walker we wouldn't have Mendy we'd have you know we'd have a right back and a left back that are just solid mm-hmm. and Wambasaka is solid and he is brilliant now I don't know can could I'm not saying he might go somewhere else but could if he came to City could Pep convert him to be as good going forward um, quite possibly he's the best coach in world football so I can't see why not but if City don't go in for him that says Pep Pep's well that's saying Pep but looks at him and goes great defensively but hasn't got what we really need going forward uh, and that's no slight on the kid because I think he's absolutely brilliant brilliant uh, brilliant uh, nice English though Andy let's go into central midfield we've heard yeah. Declan Rice we've heard Ruben Neves we've heard Tongue uh, Ndombele we've heard uh, the latest uh, one was uh, Rodri uh, what is going to happen there do you think absolutely no idea mate I'll be honest with you because where where we're at at the moment is certainly in the British press is we're just full of gossip full of rumour full of clickbait um and uh, you know we were I, I was out in Lyon I was at the I was at the Lyon game in the Champions League so I was there for three days and I watched I watched Endombele uh, that night when we drew 2-2 and he was absolutely brilliant Abs- honestly he was a beast he was he just dominated that midfield uh, and that night he con- completely controlled it and I came away from that I was chatting with I got in a taxi and Uber with some City fans back to the hotel where we were staying um, and I was chatting to them in the taxi and we all agreed that there's your Fernandinho there's your Fernandinho he was just absolutely brilliant superb so all along since I've seen I've seen other players coming out and blah, he's, I've always gone back to him don't matter who I've seen you know I've always I mean Kante Kante would be perfect I think I mean only from an energy point of view I'm not sure he's I'm, I'll be honest with you Kante is brilliant at snuffing out you know attacks and energy and things I don't think he's as good on the ball as Fernandinho nowhere near uh, I'd have Fernandinho over Kante if it was about ball playing skills and things like that. I, I think right now, I think Fernandinho on his day is a better player than Kante, but he he can do that energy wise defensive stuff. So the next thing is, you know, I looked at Endombele and thought this kid does everything. He, he you know he's twenty twenty one years of age. Uh, he, he does everything. He's big. He's strong. He's got loads of energy. His passing is superb, and he reads the game absolutely impeccably. Um, so for me. Endombele will cost 80, 85 million. The only, the only problem being is that you're going to have other clubs. You're going to have Madrid. You're going to have Barcelona. You're going to have Bayern. You're going to have Juventus. You're going to have 
all the other sort of top four or five clubs <coughs> in world football but one one tin in whether they need them whether they need him is another thing we need him we we do need him um but it, you know as they say money talks and bullshit walks it's ne- it's one of those that you know ne- we're, we're gonna have to break back we're gonna have to break back to get him next question andy uh ditch gundawan bring in Hussam awar not seen enough of him, mate. I'll be honest with you. Um, flash in the pan for me. Uh, I don't think Leon are doing too well at the moment, and so. Um, but we're yeah, we're 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 gonna lose Gundogan, aren't we? Well, if Gundogan, I'd like Gundogan to sign a contract. I must admit, I would like him to sign a contract. The problem for me, and I've said it all season, is that Gundogan is not a central defensive midfielder. Uh, he's a central midfielder, but he's not a central defensive midfielder. And when he replaces Fernandinho, you see a massive drop off. And the drop-off in the defensive part of his game is that he's, he's not quick at all. He's, he, he's very slow. Um, and I don't think he reads the defensive elements between the centre-backs and the midfield as well, anywhere near as well as... But Andy, 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 uh, Pep is in love with Awar. Um, he, he said it himself. I mean, he's, he, he, he looks the business. I, I know we haven't seen too much of him, but my goodness, he looked good in, that, in, in those couple of games that we saw him. Um and he's only twenty two, yeah. isn't he? Uh yeah, but um, the way the way out the way I look at that is um, it's like saying um, Phil Jones has a good game every now and then. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, yeah, sadly, yeah, because you know our looks good on occasions. He's only young; he's very young. But I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't buy into all this. Uh, I don't, I don't buy into it just yet with our. I must admit, he, he has he has great games and then non-existent, uh, absolutely non-existent. So. Uh, um, for me, for somebody who's going to come in to replace Fernandinho, you're going to need a lot more energy and a lot more tactical awareness under a Pep system than Alwa's got. And I think Undumbele has got that. I think Undumbele is the one that, for me has got that tactic. Kante could do a job, don't get me wrong. I think Kante would be perfect for the defensive elements of the, the Fernandinho role. And and this is why I think City fans love Fernandinho and some you know, you'll get you'll get pundits that love him. Graeme Sooners absolutely goes mental over Fernandinho. Loves him. Because he understands what that role is. That role is so difficult because he is firefighting constantly. But then suddenly he's a hundred meter, you know, sprint specialist. He's got to go swim which constantly from putting out fires to taking a ball and creating and starting attacks off and is just such a brilliant... And, I, I, you know, for me, I've looked back on his time over the last 12 months and I, I, I'm thinking, has there been a more influential player at Man City? And you can say David Silva, and he's my favourite player of all time. You can say Sterling's had a great game and you can say, oh, Aguero with all his goals. And I keep looking back at Fernandinho and I keep thinking, we, we can't replace him. No. We tried we just cannot replace him Gundogan yesterday played in that role not great really isn't that and that's not slight on Gundogan that's not his position he hasn't got the legs he hasn't got the spatial awareness he's great playing in a 10 or in the 2 above Fernandinho brilliant and when players sit off you need a player that when teams come at us 
they're going to stand up. You know, you I hate to say, it, you know, you're Roy Keane type. When teams come at you, they, he goes, bring it on. Come on. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm up for the fight. I'm up for this. I'm up. Gundogan rarely tackles. I mean, and when he does, it's pretty crap tackles, if I'm honest with you. We, and Dombele gets stuck in. He's, he, and Fernandinho does that. He just makes the right tactical fouls at the right time. He reads things five seconds before anybody else in midfield. And when he gets the ball, he, his first thing is drive forward. <laughs> And there's not many players that do that. Well, Andy, let me hit you with another name now. Uh, One thing that has been very depressing for me is that um, there's a particular player that has been strongly linked with Bayern Munich, and his name is Nicolas Pepe. And City need another attacking threat, because you you know that um, uh, we've got our man, we've got Aguero, and we've got Gabriel Jesus. But you will remember the times that we had four forwards. We had uh, Balotelli. Tilly, we had Jekyll, we had Aguero, we had Tevez, and uh, now we're down to three, and one of them is not that reliable, and this guy from Lille is an absolute, deadly, deadly assassin from the right-hand side. Now, should City be going for someone like that, or maybe Luka Jovic, or someone like that, just to supply an extra goal threat? Right, okay, so finally, we're getting to the last question question now which is about the strike force again you know who, who we could be involved with uh, in the summer right well if you if you listen to goal.com uh, which is I don't listen. I don't listen to him. I'm asking, do you listen to him? But I don't listen. Well, to him. I like, I like, I like Sam Lee. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. Although, so, uh, although uh, he I, is, he is a Manchester United supporter. Talk sucking, utter garbage. Um, I don't, I don't follow anything that he says because a lot of it is like I said before. When, when you get down to transfers, ninety, ninety-four percent transfer rumours are utter nonsense, absolute garbage. That's been proven over the last a study that was done over the last five years. Um, and the percentage was ninety-four percent of ninety-four point five percent rumors that come out by the media are utter garbage and the others are guesswork you'll get one or one percent maybe where uh, you'll get you know somebody who's got some inside information so when it comes to that type of stuff uh gold turned around and said and it might have been the journalist that you mentioned before that city were in for joao felix and uh, we're gonna get him for this and we're gonna get him for that and it was i think it was quote i don't know, I can't remember 18 19 million euros blah 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 less than 24 hours later uh Benfica said he's got an 122 million euro buyout clause. So that just shows you that garbage. Go, absolute go. So that's gone out the window. Why would we go in for somebody like Joao Felix in particular for 122 million just because he's had a decent season at Benfica? No chance. Absolutely no chance City will go anywhere near him. Um, ne- Nicolas Pepe, Nicolas Pepe, man. Pepe, same, same, exactly the same reason. Uh, yeah. Exactly the same. Will cost an absolute fortune, not proven whatsoever. Um, City will not go anywhere near players. I'm telling you now, they will not go anywhere anywhere near players on that type of, you know, when they're asking for that type of money, mm-hmm. unless there's somebody that they have scouted absolutely full on. You know, like even on Endombele. Endombele is going to cost about 18 million euros, which is a lot of money. It's more than we pay for Mahrez. Uh And they'll probably, City will probably shiver at looking at paying for that money. So when everyone sort of says, oil club pay this, pay. City have got a way structure that they don't want 
to smash. They're not going to go in for these one-season one wonders. And uh, Pepe is up there. Pepe is up there with, with Felix as a one-season wonder. Andy, do, do, do City need another attacker? Yes, yes, absolutely. And and what... I think they definitely do need another striker. And who, who, do, you, who do you think that might be? I've no idea. <laughs> this is the thing. I've no idea. I'm not I'm not gold.com. I don't write articles for clickbaits and we don't do videos saying, oh, we think it's going to be this player and this player because you know people who write that are only doing it clickbaits. It's as simple as that. They have no more information. You, me, or my next door neighbour. Absolutely no more. It's utter guff. Um, so all they're doing is transferring over some agents, rumours, putting names out there in the media to try and stir up some interest in their player and if they can get four or five. I mean, you only have to go through sort of the gossip papers today and you only have to name one, four or five players and Man City are linked with every single one of them and some of them are for three the same positions we're, we're linked with three players for exactly the same position and that's what agents do they just generate non-stop buzz around their players so gets linked we've got it's not trans- if, if we were if we were in January go mental there's no news on transfers at the moment mm-hmm. nobody can sign anybody and no club can speak to any other club unless somebody's out of contract so it's just the journalists have nothing else to report if it's not about the title running between City and, and Liverpool or United or whoever or relegation so they're going to generate this clickbait so I don't I don't take I don't take any interest in it whatsoever and that's just my personal but I might be totally wrong and I'm not a journalist um, but I do know that 94.5% of transfer rumours are absolutely garbage and only 1.5% of them are ever done by any genuine source so it's just clickbait we've got to generate this sort of interest in, in on social media but there was a, a the one I was really excited about and we've been linked with about five or six players today but out of all of them you talked about Joao Felix well Joao Felix like I said I can't see City paying his bio clause of 122 million euro I just can't see it uh, when we could spend another 60 million 70 million 80 million and get them uh, go for Mbappe uh, why would we, why would we go for Joao Felix one season you know we bought we look at the money we spent on Gabby Jesus uh, you know less than 30 million quid mm-hmm. that is the model the model is to look for the potential that's what the scouts are out there looking at the potential the young potential that we can get at a good price that Pep can think he's got all the basics that I can improve we don't want ready-made players and I know Joao Felix is only a young kid uh, Jovic is a young kid uh, only a very young kid um, but it's interesting because Jovic was on loan is on loan from Eintracht uh, Frankfurt from Benfica mm-hmm. and uh, I think the initial loan move to make it permanent was 8 million euro I tell you now that ain't going to be happening because uh, either Benfica are going to turn around to Eintracht Frankfurt or to Jovic and say you're going to have to pay us 60, 70 million euro for him uh, because he's had such a good season um, so or Benfica will say you know you sign a brand new five year contract and we'll put a 100 million euro fee on your head and you can go to wherever, whoever you want. So nobody's going to get. I mean, I trap Frankfurt here could make an absolute fortune on Jovic if you know. Um, or Benfica are certainly going to make an absolute fortune. But um, yeah, I think it was eight million, eight million euro. I think Benfica because everyone looked at Jovic uh, at uh, Benfica and said, "Not good enough. He ain't good enough." And he's gone to Eintracht Frankfurt and had a wonderful season. But is it a one-off? Well, they're not going to. They're not going to care two hoops about it. They're going to go. We're going to make some serious money this summer. On, on Jovic we don't want him back you know we're going to make money on him and it'll be the same with Felix yeah, it's going to be the same thing we don't know where the next season is going to be an absolute flop um, but today City 
I've been looking at the new Messi, um, and that's a guy called Thiago Almada. Oh, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he's at uh, Velez uh, Sarfield, uh, Sarsfield, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we can be uh, we can be buying this kid for around about 20 million quid. Now, 20 million quid to buy, you know, uh, somebody, well, the, the usual dub the next Messi because he's from Argentina, but uh, they've been following him for a long, long time, and uh, it looks like that City might be prepared to pay a massive fee for him and uh, the only problem will be well if we pay a massive 20 million quid for him we might get a work permit if we pay that much money the problem being is we, we honestly we probably won't we've got the issue with Douglas Louise who should be coming back to City in the summer uh, but Almada probably won't if I'm being honest probably won't get a work permit which means he might go to Girona or somewhere like that one of the sister clubs uh, for a year's loan but uh, this kid uh, he's been basically uh, if you listen to the likes of Tim Vickery and others um, he is uh, he's, he's classed as one of the best prospects in Argentina uh, but he's only only a baby um, now does he come into City we've got we don't forget we've got some seriously good players uh, in our academy and out on loan at the moment Eric Garcia coming in uh, we've got others coming in so uh, I, I just honestly I, I think we'll go for a left back or my option which is a centre back and convert Laporte to a left back, a central defensive midfielder, which I'm hoping we go all out for Endombele. Um And if we don't get him, then it could be a number of three or four. But we definitely do need a central defensive midfielder. Well, cover. guys, we this is a wonderful flash pod. We have absolutely adored the opinions of uh, Andy, and we're going to we're not going to let him go without asking three more questions. Three questions and then we're done so the first question that we're going to ask Andy is Andy how do you see the final games of the season going for Man City win 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 <laughs> win okay uh, I've got to go for I've got to go for unbeat uh, I think we'll get the domestic trouble and uh, it don't really matter what Liverpool do okay so the next question is FA Cup final Andy win Okay, that's a fairly straightforward answer. And uh, yeah. the, the the final question is, uh, Andy, do you think, and a lot of our supporters have been asking this question, and particularly prompting me to ask you this question, are City going to get a transfer ban? <sighs> Don't know, um, Mike. It's like anything. I, we, me and Ray at Man City Fan TV, we have no idea. Uh, just like any other football fan channel, they have no idea. Just like any other journalist, they have no idea. We don't know what's going on. The only, the only thing I'll, I'll say is uh, a transfer ban. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the FIFA investigation mm-hmm. uh, into the signing of underage European players and the potential issues with the Jaden Sancho um, switch uh, or signing. Um, that's that's still under investigation. As far as FFP goes and everything else, just ignore it. Garbage. It'll never happen. Uh, the FIFA one is real. It's absolutely real. And we should be, you know, don't City fans think, oh, we're just immune from this, that. No, it is real. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know where it's going to take us. Um, uh, Chelsea have faced a similar ban, albeit that theirs was, I think, 29 uh, players. Ours is nine players under investigation. Chelsea's was 29. They're trying to look at two um, transfer window 
ban, which means the summer and January next year for Chelsea. Um, I've always said it, and I said it when it came out. Let's just wait and see what happens when Chelsea challenge this, if they challenge it. Well, Chelsea have. They've already submitted their challenge last week. Um, and I think City are in a position now where the problem being was when, when, when Chelsea were charged with it, um, they basically turned around and said that um, uh, this ban, they, they tried to appeal on the fact that, you know, until we've challenged it and the verdict comes out, etc., we, we should be allowed to buy and sell whoever we want. And and they came back and said, no, simple as that. No, you can't. You're banned until now, right now, in the summer, until it's uh, resolved. And Chelsea, so that left Chelsea in a position, and I've said it all along, Chelsea will appeal this before the end of the season. They'll, they'll have to, because if they don't, they don't want to be getting to the, in May, and then challenging, and it got, got drags until July, and then suddenly, before you know it, you've got a week left before the, the summer transfer window is finished. So Chelsea did last week, they, they submitted their appeal um, and I always said that um, City will wait and see we've been charged or we're under investigation and we're waiting to see what the charges are and I think City are waiting to see what the outcome is on the Chelsea appeal um, and I think City will wait and hope that before the end of the season um, that this appeal will be heard and City can sort of sit in the background looking at what of Chelsea what's the appeal done and were there any mistakes made in the appeal and what was the outcome and what did FIFA say to and the FA say to Chelsea and is there any back doors we can go around and I think City are going to be played quite smart and sit on the on the outside looking in and sort of almost like a test case for Chelsea and say let's see what Chelsea do and let's see what FIFA say let's see what the FA say and see if there's any backing from here there or whoever uh, and then we can put our case together if they come to us and say that's it you're charged with blah 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 you know we're under investigation um, and people need to remember that as far as the FFP stuff goes absolute garbage never ever happened it's nonsense it's utter garbage there's been so many things out of the court of arbitration have been thrown out over the last few months um, FFP have got no case against Manchester City um, so uh, City fans I, I would suggest you just sort of like put that to one side the FIFA one is real it is real uh, and we'll wait and see what the charges are whether they're going to prosecute us or whatever uh, but I'm sure City are probably sitting back and seeing what happens with Chelsea first um, to see what the next move is if they need to make a move that is uh, because Chelsea could Chelsea could get it thrown out Chelsea could quite easily find some technicalities get it thrown out and see to go so there you go there's the same thing um, so yeah uh, it is real absolutely I think it is real uh, the FFP stuff with UEFA I think is garbage and it'll never happen but yeah the FIFA ban is is on the horizon or the investigation is on the horizon and we'll see what happens well guys there is your flashpod I have been on with Andy from Man City Fan TV we're going to edit this up we're going to get this out in a couple of hours we're absolutely uh, hugely grateful for this opportunity to speak to Andy and uh, we're not going to go uh, without uh, thanking him and saying cheerio to Andy and uh, and uh, just saying uh, just expressing our appreciation for him coming on uh, to our pod and uh, just thank you very much Andy thank you so much for coming on you're welcome Mike uh, it's always a pleasure uh, sorry I'm not on that often uh, obviously uh, we're busy with our channel and Ray's been away and things like that doing his thing and I know he's come on to your pods as much as he can um, but uh, I've been busy with the matches and uh, all the live vlogs and everything else that we're doing so uh, I haven't had time to come on lately but it's always a pleasure to come on every now and then and uh, yeah um, don't forget go over 
follow us on Man City Fan TV. Uh, we've had an absolutely incredible week for view-wise and subscriptions and everything else. And uh, onwards and upwards. Man City Fan TV guys are the coming force. You can forget your other channels. This is the one, you know, you've got to subscribe. You've got to uh, check out their videos. They're absolutely fantastic. So we're going to finish off in the normal way and just say, guys, have one on us and up the blues. Manchester City is still alive here. Baratelli 